September 29th, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 26. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. It is written to all of God's people in Philippi who believe in Christ Jesus, and to the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I always pray for you, and I make my request with a heart full of joy because you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. It is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a very special place in my heart. We have shared together the blessings of God, both when I was in prison and when I was out, defending the truth and telling others the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including all the soldiers in the palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, many of the Christians here have gained confidence and become more bold in telling others about Christ. Some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know the Lord brought me here to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But whether or not their motives are pure, the fact remains that the message about Christ is being preached. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me and as the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will all turn out for my deliverance. For I live in eager expectation and hope that I will never do anything that causes me shame, but that I will always be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past, and that my life will always honor Christ, whether I live or I die. For to me, living is for Christ, and dying is even better. Yet if I live, that means fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live, and sometimes I long to go and be with Christ. That would be far better for me. But it is better for you that I live. I am convinced of this, so I will continue with you so that you will grow and experience the joy of your faith. Then when I return to you, you will have even more reason to boast about what Christ Jesus has done for me. Hey everybody, this is Glenn Roberts. 
I'm currently um, in third phase. I will be going to fourth phase uh, like next week. But anyway, I was broken really bad living in Newark, Ohio. I am uh, 56 years old, just had a birthday. Um, I just want to tell you guys that the refuge has really helped me out. It saved my life. Um, well, I'll start from the beginning. I was uh, really young when I started doing drugs. I uh, also got saved at a young age. But, um, yeah, I've just started hanging out with the wrong people, hanging out with older kids. Um, I'll tell you, for instance, how bad I was right off the bat. I uh, started doing LSD first day of seventh grade. You know, I was smoking pot for like a year before that, you know, hanging out with the wrong older kids, you know, how that goes just to fit in. Um, didn't do real well in school. You know, I was still just, I was broken from an early age. I had the Lord in my life. I got saved early, but, um, yeah, I went through school. Didn't, you know, didn't pay attention. Always thinking about getting high and, uh, well, I made it to high school and I was still doing drugs, getting high. I, you know, um, smoke a pot every day after school, and before school. Um, I then after high school, I started going to bars. Well, you know, I'd go there and drink till, you know, closing time and stuff. But I figured out if, uh, did cocaine, you could drink longer. You know, I would stay at the bar, do drugs with the bartenders you know it didn't matter where I went I always had a place to go if I had a bag of weed or a bag of you know whatever um I then you know I started drinking and then you know didn't help my driving out any I ended up getting three OMVIs you know in my 20s um yeah I started uh you know I, I went to start hanging out with some bikers and started doing methamphetamine, and that was like, you know, that was like, just crazy, it was a lot cheaper, you know, and it was, I could stay up then for however long I wanted almost, um, I ended up getting caught with a meth pipe in Newark, and had to go to, uh, jail for a little while, and was on probation, ended up then on probation, I got caught with some Percocets, and had to go back to jail, well, you know, that's like three felonies I ended up getting, and um, I had to go through uh, drug court, which, you know, that really helped me out, Um, I had to go, you know, through drug court, it was like almost a year-long program, Um, had to to go in and uh, you know, a couple times a week, you know, three times a week sometimes. Ended up, though, it did did really good, you know. Um, everybody liked me in drug court, the judge liked me. I ended up getting a good job. Um, still going to AA. Uh, well, I started smoking weed after drug court. I started smoking weed. It's like, oh, you know, I can smoke weed. And uh, started that cycle of insanity all over again. I um, 
was there to my dealer's house. And next thing I know, somebody says something about meth. And I was like, oh, I was all, you know, really into it or whatever. And that was where it really started that downward spiral, spiral again. I, um, you know, I asked him how much it was. And it was like half as cheap as what it used to be when I, when I used to do it. And I started doing meth, lost my job, lost my vehicle, still had my apartment, but that was my brother's uh, place, and he always cut me slack, you know, on rent and stuff, and uh, uh, he seen me falling behind, he knew I lost my job, I had another job, but it wasn't half as good as my other one, and uh, asked me to start going to Champions Group, that uh, him and uh Chris Gargas and Matt Dorsky, they were all there, and I, I knew those guys from my brother, and they were all really good people, but I started going to Champions, you know, I learned about the refuge, and um, the Holy Spirit was, you know, telling me that was the right thing to do, he just was pressing down on me for a year, you know, and uh, it was really crazy how the Holy Spirit was, you know, on me. He let me go for a little while and let me mess up. You know, I was always doing something crazy that, you know, but he was always pulling me out and made sure I didn't get hurt or, you know, really mess up too bad. And uh, I always had him on my side. But um, I lost that feeling of having the Holy Spirit on my side. And uh, about the same time, um, that guy from the refuge or from the... uh, champions group Matt Dorsky he asked me if I ever thought about rehab or whatever and I was like yeah lately I have been because it was not a good feeling you know that I was just not feeling it like I was I always thought myself as a Christian man always tried to do right even though I was a drug addict but the Holy Spirit was on me um, Matt was like uh, he kind of tricked me into going to a orientation you know and uh, I thought well they were opening up a refuge in Newark, and I thought, you know, I'll go there and see how it goes or whatever. Maybe I can help out or something, you know. But, um, yeah, they started handing me papers, and I was like, what? You know, <laughs> I wasn't ready to go to the refuge, and they asked me if I wanted to go in that day. You know, I knew I did, and I had been thinking about it for a year, you know. every, You know, I was always just kept on thinking about it. The Holy Spirit was on me. So, um... I hate to say, but I said, oh, well, I, I, I need to go home and take care of some stuff. And, uh, and I told him, I was like, the truth is, I just want to go get high one last time. And uh, that was the worst time that I had. I fell down steps and all kinds of craziness, you know. That circle of insanity was there, bad. And, um, well, I come back. I'm pretty sure it was on Monday. I turned them down, you know, the week before. And I come in and uh, signed up, and I'm back at the refuge. But um, this is my first time, actually. But uh, yeah, that night at praise and worship, I knew I was at the right place around a bunch of good guys. You know, I've never had this many friends, true friends, and people that care about me, you know. Um, I was late coming back from a home visit one time, and... uh, It seemed like everybody was waiting for me. They didn't think I was coming back that day, you know. And I just, you know, I felt the love when I came in that day. But uh, 
I love you guys. Everybody stick in there. First phase, second phase. You guys can do it. You've already, you know, you're winning the battle right now. Just keep on sticking it out, you know. If this old man can do it, anybody can. You know, I was really bad. I love you guys. Third phase, fourth phase. You guys can do it. I'm doing it. We're going to do this. And I told him from the beginning where he was a different different breed. So, you know, houses are getting full. But we can do it. I love you guys. And I will see you later. Thank you. Praise God.